You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Welcome to another episode of Aging Starts Now. I'm partner and certified elder law attorney, Barbara McGinnis. Applying for TennCare, Tennessee's version of Medicaid, can be a daunting process. What happens when mistakes are made? Well, today we're sharing a cautionary tale about what happens when you don't consult with an expert. Joining me for this conversation is our public benefit specialist, Josh Bay. Welcome, Josh. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So what happens if you don't report all of your assets correctly, all of your assets, your income, your gifts in the last five years? If you don't report things correctly to TennCare, what happens? TennCare uh, could actually deny your case, close your case, uh, and consider benefits improperly paid on your behalf. You know, and I really think that depends on the severity of the situation. Um, You know, income, you know, sometimes they'll just, you know, continue on with the benefit. They'll update your income, update your patient liability if you have one. And they'll just continue on with the benefit. But I believe, you know, with resources, that's different. And, you know, again, depending on the severity, they could, you know, deny your case and consider benefits paid on your behalf paid improperly. I think it would come down to maybe what were the circumstances under which you did not report correctly, right? I mean, sometimes we, we have had children serving as um, attorney in fact for their parents, work with us to get a 10-care application approved, and perhaps because they had not been closely involved with their parents' finances, there was actually an asset unreported because they didn't know about it. And then they find out, then we update 10 care and they may not take action on it until redetermination. That's sort of like one kind of scenario where you're not really reporting correctly, but it's out of lack of knowledge. And then when, when you do know, then you do report. Um, so you're not trying to conceal anything from TennCare. I think that's one possibility, possibility, a type of scenario. Um, in the last few months, though, I think you and I have conducted consults with a couple of different families where they come in and for whatever reason, they're, they're here with us now talking about a 10-care application process that was either completed or initiated by a facility. And and we're looking at each other going, they are so over-resourced, we don't know how they got approved, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We have one that I, I, know, I know at the time when 
the spouse was admitted they had every bit of $800,000 in countable resources. So, And, and we're like, exp- can you help us understand how you got approved? Like, what happened? And Correct. did you actually tell TenCare about all these assets? And, and the answer has been, if correct me if I'm wrong, the answer has been at least twice, nobody asked me. Nobody the facility, asked me. The facility didn't ask me about assets. Correct. And so now I guess an argument could be made that they should have known they were applying for uh, a needs-based benefit. But then again, I mean, most people don't really know how to get approved for 10 care. And it is part of the, I mean, if the facility is taking on the responsibility of filing the application, they should know what they're doing, which includes reporting all sources of income, all sources of resources, regardless if they're titled into the name of the institutionalized spouse or the community spouse, all gifts that occurred in the last five years. Um, And, I mean, those are sort of just basic things, right? And so it's very concerning to us when we see uh, families in this kind of situation. Right. Yes, ma'am. And, you know, this one particular case, this is the first time that we've seen something of this magnitude as far as the amount of money. So we're kind of in uncharted you know, territory, you know, kind of curious how TenCare is going to respond to this situation. You know, we're proceeding, you know, updating TenCare, letting them know what they had at the time, uh, you know, when she admitted, letting them know what's been done up to most current, you know, just wanting to see how TenCare responds to this situation. And, and we're in, in both of these situations, we're taking all the necessary steps to um, correct the situation, updating and TenCare, reporting to TenCare, and then creating a spin down plan, an eligibility plan for for these families. So it, it's fixable. Um, some interesting, I, I do think ordinarily, under ordinary circumstances, TenCare would review that situation, go, thanks for the information. They're now approved. But the big question mark is, what how, What will TenCare's response be to the previous X number of months when technically they weren't eligible? Um, will they say the benefits have been inappropriately paid and then want to be paid back? So that's a possibility. It's also a possibility, though, in in our particular calendar that we're working with, we've had this prolonged period of um, a state of emergency or what it related to COVID, and they weren't, the Medicaid departments were not allowed to disenroll anyone. So that's questionable what kind of role will happen with that. But I do think the, the caution, mm-hmm. the take-home message is if you have, you know, when redetermination occurs and you are found to have not reported correctly, uh, know that that is definitely within the, the purview of the state to request repayment um, where they would take the money back from the facility that they've paid, and then the facility would pay would bill the the patient and the family for the private pay amount. Correct. Right. That's that's a 
that's a possibility. And I think you should, you know, you should always get that clarification from TenCare before you continue on with the process of, you know, meeting the spend down and things like that, because your spend down may be repaying the facility. Oh, good point. Good point. Um, because so, wouldn't, wouldn't go back, you know, depending on how far you've been, you know, not in compliance with TenCare as far as not reporting, you know, assets, the, uh, the item D process only goes back three months. Yeah. So if you have right. this, you know, year long of TenCare and only, you know, nine months of that can be item D, of course, you know, the facility cost is, you know, between eight and $10,000. So, and, you know, of course you've paid some to the facility as far as your patient liability amount, but there's still going to be that, that outstanding balance that could be, know, pass along to the family. So in, in, in our current situation where we're helping these families sort of um, correct their course uh, and become compliant, we don't, we don't have a ruling yet from TenCare on these previous months of, uh, and maybe we'll come back and do another podcast after, after we know exactly how TenCare is going to respond to that. Um, but I've, I've not, we've not had these situations in the last 10 years. This is something new to yeah, us. New. This is in, in this, in this, you know, normally the facility, they're pretty good at, you know, reporting assets and things like that. Um, now, again, they're not in the business of, you know, helping you, you know, with spending money down outside of, you know. Or creating a spend down plan that doesn't involve pay, paying the facility, right? Yeah. Right. But they're, they are pretty good at reporting, you know, verification. So this one was kind of surprising, you know, over the, you know, the last seven and a half months of the year, seeing, you know, people coming in with, you know, these amounts of resources that hadn't reported anything to take care. Like, yeah, we just came in approved. Uh oh. <laughs> mm. Yeah. All right. Anything else? That's it. Just you know, just always you know, go oh, through those I'm, statements. Go ahead. I just thought I thought about another. We talked about two scenarios in which information was not reported to Ten Care. You know, you don't know. Uh, nobody asks you for information. I guess the third potential scenario is somebody intentionally. They, they do know about assets, they were asked, and they chose not to disclose all information. That's a little more clear-cut. That's just fraud, fraud. you know, where you're, where you're lying to the government to receive a benefit. And that is not using the rules to minimize your spend-down. That is not, uh, I mean, to accelerate your spend-down. You know, that's just... That's just lying to the government, and they call that fraud by statute. So we certainly uh, cannot condone, endorse, um, or participate in that. And I have had lost consults in the past over that, where folks just say, "I don't want to. I don't want to disclose that to the government," and we just have to say well, we can't be part of that. Correct, hundred percent. So, and then. I would say most assuredly, if that came to the light of ten care, they would consider that benefits inappropriately paid, and you would get a big old back bill. So, yes, ma'am. If if not worse, if not <laughs> <laughs> if not worse. All right, Josh. 
I appreciate you and all you do for our clients. Thanks. Thank you so much. See you. All right. Bye. That's it for this episode of Aging Starts Now. And we look forward to talking with our audience again next week. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.